so before we officially begin, everyone's aware that they're being recorded? <laughs> yes. Yes, Dan. At least. Um, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I, need okay. a, I need a verbal affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think we should start our, just for legal reasons. Every episode from now on. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone, welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. Uh, we have a returning guest, Mr. Josh Burley. Hi, everybody. I'm Danny O'Dwyer, Professor Wolf. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we're doing Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, if you have not seen this movie, we will give away the ending and a bunch of other stuff. You should definitely see this movie. It fucking rules. Yeah, this is definitely a must-watch, I think, for a horror fan. Well, like I, I was saying before we started, I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. And for all of you who are not aware of who I am, that was like at least 20 years ago. Um I was really surprised by a lot of things in this movie. And all those surprises were pretty positive. Because I remember this being kind of schlocky, and it's totally not. Mm-hmm. It's 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 actually really solid from Well, and this is a movie, too, like I was telling Josh. Because I've owned this on DVD for a while now. I bought it like in college. Because this is actually one of the first horror movies I saw. And I was like, I got, you know, I really liked it. So I bought it on DVD the first chance I could. And it's a movie that... If, a lot of people hadn't seen who are like my age because you know I'm a few years younger than you it was like oh you haven't seen this movie you have to see this movie like it's a must watch like yeah. we said anything to add Elise? no I, I like I like the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all agree yeah. it's awesome let's right. talk about it yeah. so the movie uh, begins at you need a medical supply very like uh, very three stooges <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoon kind of joke like do we cheat him and how and stuff? Yeah, very indicative of what the rest of the movie is going to be like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The movie kind of like um, you know, uh, very different, but like Devil's Rejects, where it's very funny, but I don't think the humor really cuts against the horror at all. Mm-hmm. You know, right? They're, yeah, they're kind of two separate things going on at the same time. Totally hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So the movie begins with um, Frank and Freddy, two guys who work. Wait, hold on. Before before we dive into it, can we talk about the opening credits where the first surprise was? That this movie is written and directed by Dan O'Bannon. Mm-hmm. The guy who wrote Alien. This thing bled acid. Who knows what it's going to do when it's dead? I think it's safe to assume it isn't a zombie. The guy who wrote mm-hmm. Alien and Aliens. Oh. Um, and I was like, as soon as that happened, as soon as I saw it, I'm like... You are shitting. Yeah. That is not what. And I looked it up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's the same guy!" So it to- it immediately raised my expectations for the film, like instantaneously. Yeah. So the movie gets with uh, Frank and Freddy, and they're the two warehouse workers at this Unidia Medical Supply. Uh, Freddy is the new guy who's just worked there. He's like some punk kid, and Frank's the guy who's been working there for God knows how long. Uh, I've definitely been in this position where you're like working at a warehouse with some dude who's worked there for like 30 years, you know. <laughs> and he starts telling them about all kinds of crazy shit. He's like, he shows them like the skeletons they sell in medical schools. So they have perfect teeth. And his yeah. theory is that they have a skeleton farm in India where they like oh, raise God. people for their skeletons. I was picturing like ske- like livestock skeletons, and, like free range skeletons, <laughs> like walking around a pen together. <laughs> well, it, it, I, like I was telling you guys, I accidentally watched the second time I watched this. I watched it with like the the doc uh, the commentary on. 
Yeah. And Dan O'Bannon talks right, about talks where he got the idea from. Because in, uh, back <laughs> when they made Alien, it used to be really easy to get human skeletons yeah. <laughs> from India. Yeah. They had perfect teeth. And he said, interestingly enough, after he had this scene in the movie, it became really hard to get skeletons. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was right. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, where were the human skeletons coming from? Before? I mean, besides coming from India, like... I don't know. It's well, like... the creepiest thing he says is he's like, think about where the most people who have perfect teeth are, are children. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, good. Now I'm now I'm not going to sleep. Now I'm not going to sleep because in India they're murdering children to sell their like Skeleton. skeletons to America. I wonder how much a skeleton goes for. <laughs> I don't know. It's more expensive now. Well, yeah. now it's all black market skeletons. Yeah. So, I, you know. Something we could like research on the deep web, dark yeah. web. I looked into buying a real shrunken head and Lee's told me I was not allowed to buy a real shrunken head. <laughs> No, he said you could buy one. I just said it would never be in our house. And then, no, no, no. I didn't even say that. I told you I would throw it away. And you're like, you can't do that. It's a person's head. You can't just throw it in the garbage. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that if you bring us the shrunken head into my home. So Interestingly enough, too, uh, Frank and Freddy, because they're pretty good characters. We, we'll, mm. get it, we'll, we'll talk about them more as like the scene develops, because they're kind of the main characters of the movie. Uh, but they could just come back in part two playing two different parts. <laughs> They're grave robbers in part two. It's just like people liked them. They're back. They're different people now. It's like, okay, cool. You know, no one really needs to worry about it. Yeah. Like, no, it's fine. Oh, and then he lets the kid in on the big secret, <laughs> which is that the movie Night of the Living Dead was based on a true story. Right. And yeah. there was a, like an, a military hospital, you know, some chemicals mixed up, dead people started walking around. And they, uh, they, you know, they told him to change the movie, sue you. So, but anyway, they end up with the bodies. Let me ask you a question, kid. Did you see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where the corpses start eating the pupil, right? Sure. What's more about it? Did you know that movie was based on a true case? In, and he's like, I want to show you. <laughs> well, the, the, my favorite part about this concept is that it kind of assumes, all right, Return of the Living Dead and the movies that follow exist in a universe where all other zombie movies are just right. movies. Right. And it's like they're in this weird alternate dimension where... Oh no, zombies are totally different here because that's what zombies are like. But in the movies, right. the zombies are all slow and they lumber around and they don't say anything or use walkie-talkies, yeah. which we'll see later. Um, you know, it's just... well, yeah, this movie, it's uh, first a few things. It's the first instance I know of or I'm aware of, maybe the only one, where zombies uh, you know, cry out for brains. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's also uh, it's the first movie with fast moving zombies. Yep. Which I love Dan O'Banion who's just like, ah, but I wanted fast zombies. Slow zombies are boring. There was no other reason for it. He's just like, I just thought it'd be fun. Yeah, right. Fast. And it's like creates one of the, the longest running arguments in the history of horror film. Yes. Mm. Fast zombies. Fast zombies. <laughs> Can't take it. We were eating pizza. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Jesus. All right. All right, we got that out of the way. All right, fine. All right. Now they're going to know we're all tired and logy after <laughs> eating pizza. Going back to what we were talking about roughly 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll edit this out. <laughs> probably won't. It's interesting because, like, most zombie movies exist in a world where there are no zombie movies. Hey! 
Right. right. Yeah. And they're just kind of like amazed at, like there's this whole discussion of, so it's oh like, my oh. God, dead people are coming back to yeah. life. And like, like it, 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 now a lot of times too, it's like a little annoying. It's like, oh, you got to shoot in the head. It's like, come on, dude, figure yeah. it out. Like, yeah. We, we've all known this for like 30 years. Like, yeah. Like, let's yeah. fast forward through some of the science of zombies a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but this movie, yeah, so... Uh, I just wonder that in, like, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, are, I guess not, because they call them walkers. Like, they never yeah, they would call them the zombies. They would so call there's them zombies. No, clearly yeah, no, no zombie yeah. movie. Right, so, so this, is an, this is an alternate universe where there's never been a zombie movie. You Whereas know. this is the the one we're talking about here is the one universe that exists where zombie movies already existed. Yeah. <laughs> and we can just assume every zombie movie that came out, they've all seen them. And so that's why they're immediately like, yeah. Yeah. go for the head. Right. So, yeah. Frank takes Freddy down there to show up. The, the, he's like, want to see him? See him? The corpses. <sighs> what are you talking about? In the basement. No. Come on. No way. <laughs> There's a lot of good visual yeah. stuff there too. Yeah. He's like rolls his eyes back and stuff, and uh, he t- to to clear the the top of the like, this canister with this like little bubby guys in there. He takes he sprays it with Windex and takes the whole roll of paper towels <laughs> and just wipes it off. It's like oh, it's so wasteful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bothered me so much. It's like like it's a homeowner. It's like nails on a chalkboard. He, like, he uses it like a sponge. Like he's yeah. never seen paper towels be like peeled from their roll. Like he's like, gosh, these paper towel cleaners are expensive because he's using them as a sponge every time. You can get two to three uses out of that tops, you know. Yeah. yeah so he and then he, uh, you know, he's like, hey, my leak. And he's like, oh, it's built by the Army Corps of Engineers. And that just starts pissing. Nice uh, Army Corps Engineers yeah. joke, yeah. And then the, I, I think that's the first use of the theme music. Yeah. The, yeah. What is it called? The Trioxin theme or something like that? Yeah. But that theme music, man. Oh, I love that song. It's like the best combination of late 80s early 90s Danny Elfman with John Carpenter yeah yeah. where it's like fun but also creepy but yeah. also kind of like a yeah. weird circus yeah. or something right. no the soundtrack <laughs> in this movie is awesome mm-hmm. like you got The Damned on there TSOL The Cramps Dude. what's funny too is I remember like a year or two ago I was like looking up the soundtrack and I was like I was looking up uh, the song that comes up many times this movie Party Time by yeah. 45 Grave <laughs> <laughs> I looked up there I was, I was at the Party <laughs> It's party time! <laughs> I looked at the, uh, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and it had been updated the day before. I'm like, I can't believe anyone's accessed this page in like five years. A lot of them was like, oh, I gotta correct something right there. Gotta change it. Oh, yeah, they had a different lead singer at that the point. Whole, the whole soundtrack could probably be an entire two hour long podcast. I listened to it three times today. I couldn't stop listening to it. Right. So there's wait, a very wait, good... year did this movie come out? 85. 85, okay. Yeah. So there's a very good chance that both episodes you'll be on will have the intro music by the cramps. Oh, God. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, so... It, and it also was established that this chemical was going to be somehow used in the war on drugs or something like that. Yeah, it was originally yeah. like they were going to spray pot with it or something. Right. And then it made zombies. The war on drugs mm-hmm. will kill us all. Mm-hmm. 
That was seems like kind of a, a Reagan comment, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of. Yeah. And so they cut to a general at a very garish mansion, which I thought was another funny like thing from the uh, audio commentary. He's like, "That mansion is how like <laughs> there's uh, no they, they did no preparation to other, that mansion at all." Yeah, other than the like like <laughs> the, the top secret like uh, communications equipment he yeah. has, it's all like all like these painting a picture for you, like it's like lavish like. Taj Mahal paintings on the wall, and like yeah. yeah, all of the all the um, it, it looks like some sort of like rich Armenian's house who owns like his own <laughs> rug place or right. something, yeah. you know? And like it's very and they're like if you've ever been to like a Persian restaurant <laughs> or like Graceland, right? Like, it's yeah. like it's just everything yeah. is over the top. Like it probably has a golden toilet, like probably yeah. yeah. Although I love the characters in that scene because they're. In any other movie, they'd just be throwaway, nothing characters. Yeah. But these two characters have, like, a minute-long interaction that seems like a real interaction between a couple who don't really like each other, yeah. but they're still married, and yeah. he's got all this stress on him. It's just, like, I have to credit that to someone like Dan O'Bannon, like, actually Definitely. paying attention to the little things, because there's no moment in this movie where characters are talking, where you're like, okay, get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all like character building or, you know, some like it serves a purpose. Everyone yeah. feels real. Yeah. Everyone feels real. Yeah. Even these characters. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie punks. Yeah, and then, which is <laughs> where that introduced to Freddy's friends and his girlfriend, who we get the impression is not really friends with his friends. Yeah. <laughs> but right. at some point, um this guy says, uh what does he say? I wrote it down. Sorry, I'm in no mood to die tonight. That was that was a quote from the black dude in a horror movie. So, <laughs> not looking bright for you, black dude in horror movie. <laughs> Token black dude. Yeah. So we're introduced to yeah the, the gang. They're mostly punks, some kind of new waivers, and like mm-hmm. dude's girlfriend who looks like the lead on like most sitcoms from like the 80s like mm-hmm. about teenage girls or something and, and this is where the second surprise pleasant surprise came for me because I totally forgot that Linnea Quigley is in this movie she is uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Linnea Quigley a little later I have lots yeah, to say but about she, Linnea Quigley she's hilarious in this movie <laughs> every line she says it's also it is very much like like when you watch like a um, you know like a, a special episode of uh Family ties or something, and there'd be punk <clears throat> rockers on, and she just says stuff that's like, no one talks like this. <laughs> She's just like, I love death. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think about all the different ways you could die? <laughs> just like, the black guy's like, no. <laughs> but, but what's good too is everyone else just acts like most people, are like, what are you even talking they about? They ignore the shit out of her. It's amazing. <laughs> they, she also has this great move where when they get out of the car, everyone gets out of the car like a person. She climbs over the front of the convertible and then rubs her ass on the windshield and the hood of the car like a dog expressing an anal gland. She like scoots across the whole front of the car. Which I was like, what? So that's, yeah, I think those are the types of details you were talking about that kind of right. put this movie in a cut above. Yeah. And Everyone's got a character. They're waiting yeah. for Freddy to get off work and you need a medical... Uh, warehouse is across the street from a cemetery and uh, there's a funeral parlor attached right. to the cemetery so like hey let's go out and drink in the cemetery sure like right. total teenage dirtbags right exactly. <laughs> well that's they're real they, they they don't feel like the punks from like family ties right they feel like gutter punks right because they're drinking in a cemetery right i've been invited to drink in a cemetery before and i'm like no that sounds 
Like, I just imagined it being boring, like, really right. more than anything. It was, like, yeah. before smartphones, like, so we're just going to also like I don't, dark and drink I don't want to yeah. run into the types of undesirables who want to hang out at a cemetery right. at night most yeah, of the time. Yeah, people sleep at the cemetery, yeah. too. Like. And, and, and trash. Yeah, you know yeah. the guy who you know. This is a, what is what is this line? He says, "What do you think this is all about? You think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life." Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> he's like he's a, a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, the only thing I'd say is, you should, if he's the kind of guy, punk guy, because he's big, who fights people, you wouldn't have a chain going from your nose to your ear because someone's no. just going to grab that. Someone's yeah, right and he was very aggressive. He seemed like the type. Yeah, to dude, get he into was like very, yeah. 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 So they're going to drink and hang out in the cemetery. Sure. Great yeah. plan. Good. So Freddie and uh, Frank uh, wake up. So Richard Nixon poster there, too. But let me say, you're a strong man. God damn it. And I love you. <laughs> Which is just great. Yeah, because then, yeah, it, the spray had knocked them out. Uh, yeah. They wake up. It's all over everything, stupid asshole! Watch your tongue, boy, if you like this job! Like this job! He takes out the Lysol and sprays that around. Which is good. Uh, That's one of the other things Dan O'Bannon said about the Lysol, where he's like, they had to ask Lysol if they could use it, and Lysol was totally gung-ho for it because they liked the idea of Lysol being able to cover up any smell. (laughs) So, like, the smell of rotting corpses and, like, nuclear waste? Yeah, that'd be good. Lysol will kill all that shit. There's also a really cool part uh, where the 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 zombie in the container they knocked open, like, melted. Like, it was pretty Mm. dope looking. And then they had that body hanging in the freezer or whatever, that yellow Mm. body. And he's trying to fight his way out of the bag, which I thought was a cool, creepy image. He also, they were hanging him up by his ears. It's like, like, a, it's like one of those things place? you use to like, ice, the, yeah, to, to pick up the ice, ice blocks. Because the three block. stooges would deliver ice with, yeah. yeah and they're, he's getting his head held up. Yeah. Like yeah, but, and there's also, there's split. The best way to preserve the body. There's uh, split co- dog corpses there. Oh. That's what they notice first, is that the split dogs are barking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a great scene, the whole scene when they're in the warehouse, because it's this combination of this weird, realistic... We feel awful. We're we feel like we're dying. We can't stop coughing. Yeah. But also the panic around. Oh my God! There's a half alive dog. <laughs> where, where I love where Freddie says, "What are we gonna do?" And Frank says, "We're gonna kill it." <laughs> and he takes a crutch and starts hitting it. He starts hitting it with a crutch, and it doesn't kills it. I guess, but it's just it's so it's such a weird like panicky scene where you right. feel like there's just this uncontrolled panic and chaos going on. Yeah. Then, uh, back at the cemetery, Lene Quigley starts talking, doing that thing where she's like, do you ever think about death? And he's like, no way. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying? You know, violently. I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? It's like, I think the worst would be killed, be getting eaten by old men alive. Yeah. Which uh, comes into play later. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's definitely a zombie movie. Like, wonder what's going to happen to her. Yeah, yeah but also she, it's so it's over like, the top, though. Like, right. yeah. it's so good. And she, like, the this first part, thing they do is they rip my clothes off, yeah. and then she's like, "Yep," and then totally naked except for her leg warmers. Yeah. yeah. And then the one dude's like, oh, she's taking her clothes off again. Like, this is a normal... This is a thing she does all right. the time. Yeah, yeah. She wiped her ass on the front of the car. I mean, she's the kind of person right. who just takes her clothes off. Maybe you know? maybe she really was being her ass and she needed to get out of those clothes. But, you know, Dan, as a, as a person who grew up relatively around the same time I did, 
I think that I can speak for you in saying that Linnea Quigley's boobs are really an important part of both of our childhoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I never realized now that I'm an adult man, I'm like, wow, she's really a tiny person. Like, you know, that's what I think about now. Yeah. What is she, 4'10"? Yeah. But, like, I remember when I was a teenager and, like, USA's Up All Night was on. Yeah. Next on USA, Up All Night. <laughs> and I'm watching Sorority Girls in the Slimeball Bowl-O-Rama, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't, I gotta rent this because she's naked everywhere in this. <laughs> Like, uh, I was obsessed with Linnea Quigley. It, it, she was yeah. awesome. No, definitely. But yeah, Linnea Quigley pulls it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dancing naked is a thing she does in a cemetery. Like, this is like, this is a normal Tuesday night for That's her, a yeah. scream queen who commits oh, to who yeah. she is in the universe. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, dance naked? Sure. Right yeah. now? Takes her clothes <laughs> off. Let's go. Do it. Mm-hmm. I really like okay. people, too, like her or like Barbara Crampton or, or like... Um, Ingrid Pitt, where it's, they mostly just did horror movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Don't ask my wife, Ingrid Pitt. She yeah. is on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't know what list, but she's on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, then uh, we're introduced to their boss, Bert. And he's great. He just, uh, very 80s boss. He's yeah. got like he's got gray hair that's like very finely like kind of done. He's got a members only jacket on. Yeah. Well, and the, the actor, Clue Gulliger, basically. All he did before this was like those kind of like Simon versus Simon sort of TV shows where he'd play like somebody's boss or like westerns. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what all of his credits yeah. look like back into time immemorial. And then he did this movie. Yeah. And then the next movie he did was Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, yeah. And then that was oh. the last horror movie he ever did. It was yeah. like, you did two right in a row? And then yeah. it was just like, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to do it anymore. But he's great in this. Yeah. He's just, and he's really concerned. He's like, you guys open that can. He's like, we don't want to call anybody. So like, we got to kill this corpse. Mm. So they come with the genius idea. They're going to they're gonna open the door really quick and hit it with a pickaxe. Yeah. And they're like, they hit it in the head. Right, because it works in the movies. Yeah. yeah it did not yeah. work here. It did not work in the movies. He's just flailing around with a pickaxe in his head. So they saw his head off with a hacksaw. Yeah. And then the body's running around by itself. Yeah. Attacking them. Well, this is where Freddy has the, the... my I think my favorite interaction in the movie where it's like, I thought you said it would work. Well, it worked in the movies. Well, it's not working here. And Freddy says, you mean the movies lie? It's just, it's so beautiful. Like, and it's that kind of comedy that is totally ancillary to the horror that's happening. But because they don't try and like wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah. you while no, they're doing it. the camera and, you know. Right. It 100% works every time. Yeah. Yeah. So they, because uh, Bert, he's like, I'll lose my business. It's from the fucking army. Like, these are shit we're not supposed to have. Yeah. Um, so he's like, hey, I know the guy, my buddy Ernie, he works at the funeral home across the way. And they come up with the idea of cut, dismembering the corpse and then burning it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. They um, have the, uh, yeah, and so they try to sell him on sell Ernie on the idea that it's a bunch of rabid weasels. Rabid weasels, <laughs> and it's it immediately it sounds like a stupid idea, and Ernie immediately goes, "This is the stupidest. What are you talking about?" <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, just "Let me shoot, just him. shoot him. Yeah, yeah. let Why me not? shoot him before we." He's like, "No, we got to burn him alive because <laughs> the bags are writhing around, and they open one like, okay, fine, and the, the it's an arm, and it just grabs his leg and rips his part of his pants open." <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
But uh, do you think that the... arm was trying to like assault him <laughs> in some way? Sexually? I, I don't know. I mean, it ripped his pants. Also, Ernie, uh, a bit of a thing because I picked this up in the audio commentaries. I otherwise didn't notice it. He's he's supposed to be kind of a Nazi. Like yeah, I did gonna, not notice that at all. Like, I, I only noticed it after I saw it with the audio commentary because there's like it's got like a picture of Hitler in the background. He Ava, does. No, he has a picture of Ava Brown. Right in the background, he's oh. he's got a he's got a Luger, Luger. his gun. He speaks he's German at some point, but he doesn't have like the accent or anything. They dyed his hair blonde, yeah, and it's like oh, and they tried to make the the oven in the uh, the crematorium look like Auschwitz. Oh my! And it's like God. okay, this is kind of subtle, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it does. It is up. something. Uh, it's a trope I miss from like TV and movies and stuff. Because it used to be a lot of times you'd have like some guy who's like a dentist. He's actually like a former Nazi or something, right? And now they just don't really do that anymore because they're yeah. all like too old. You know? Well, because it was close enough, right? To I, it Nazis. just something makes me, you know, feel sad that we're kind of losing that. Uh, it's actually good that all the Nazis are dying, you know. Well, and I think yeah. they're trying to draw connections between real life horror and like what you see in a movie. Like, like they take a second to show the embalming process, which is creepy, like breaking of the rubber right. mortars, which mm-hmm. does serve also as like. A bit of foreshadowing. foreshadowing, like it comes back later, but it like the, to linger on that moment to show like this what a dead body is like, and the, when it's yeah, you know, no, it's there's some pretty effective this is the body process. horror in the yeah. movie. Like it, it's something like um, you see like a, you know like Bride of Reanimator too. Like something that like I find creepy is being reminded that I'm a big bag of meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when it comes yeah. down to it, and except for the yeah. fact that I'm conscious and I talk and I walk around, like I'm a big bag of meat. Yeah. And I find that very creepy. So Well, right, yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Dead bodies. We are also gross. have uh, <laughs> also um uh Freddy's got a, a jacket that says fuck you on the back. It looks like a letterman's jacket that mm-hmm. says fuck you. And what's funny is they shot all those scenes with twice and he also has a jacket that says T V version. Right, for the, like the yeah. like the T V and airplane versions, right? right. Yeah. So they, they shot all those twice. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So um, back in the cemetery, Freddy's girlfriend is like, hey, he's not showing up. So she's like, I'm going to go walk over to the warehouse and get him. Which yeah. is another scary scene I thought about. Like, um, she walks through the cemetery by herself and then through this dark, scary industrial park by herself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it was, I mean, that was done pretty effectively. I thought they did try to bring in other elements of horror, like, I put myself in her shoes like I would not want to walk through that industrial park by myself at night if I were her, <laughs> yeah. you know? It was like a nice piece of set design. Mm-hmm. So it turns out they they burned the body, it goes up the chimney, mm-hmm. and then it turns into acid rain. Right, yeah, which it was the 80s, so that's <clears throat> what happened when anything went into clouds. Um, <laughs> although, when he's burning, I just want to step back real quick. One of the things I, I really liked is the um, Frank... When they're burning the body parts, when he's showing them how to like yeah. work the thing, he goes, "I can work that," and he kind of like gets this weird, nefarious, like angry yeah. look on his face. And it's one of those first hints at something's going on inside of these guys. Yeah. And again, it's that it's mm-hmm. that subtle moment. It's, it shows a character arc for even someone who is zombifying. Yeah. That yeah. like this entire movie is just flush with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and they're not feeling this point. Too. Yeah, they're, they're, <clears throat> they look like shit. Yeah, because they're kind of like, okay, we're kind of done with our caper, and they're like, dude, you gotta call the fucking paramedics. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll drive the hospital. Like, no, we can't move. Like, yeah, they, they, and then um, 
Tina, Freddy's girlfriend, she gets to the warehouse and she finds uh, probably probably my favorite zombie. There's, in there's any no there's no movie. probably about this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny too because like yeah, dudes in the costumes. You're on with one of my other favorite ones, yeah. creature in the back lagoon, and then it's like yeah. Alien, which. Dan O'Bannon connection, but yeah, this guy's awesome. The Tarman yeah. zombie, yeah. It, it, Tarman is is shockingly good. It is it is very similar to Creature uh, from the Black Lagoon, where you almost forget it's a dude in a costume because it's so realistic. It's so good. The way they did the eyes, the way they did the teeth in yeah. the mouth, yeah. It, it, you think to your, you forget that it's a costume, yeah. Because well, it's so well. And so much of it, too, isn't just like the makeup effects, which are great, but it's the way the guy moves and mm-hmm. stuff. He doesn't move like a normal human does. He moves like yeah. a rotting person or like that actor's interpretation of it. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's... It's sort of alien, like the way he moves. It's mm-hmm. not even like a standard zombie walk. Right. You know? Yeah. Which, again, it calls back to the idea of nothing about this movie is standard zombie movie. Yeah. Right. You know? The only thing I can think of that standard zombie movie about this is the idea of when you get bitten by a zombie, you become a zombie. Right. And that only really happens, like, once, and they don't even really make right. a big deal out yeah. of it. Yeah. You know? And and also, too, I mean, and, like, the brains thing, what's interesting about that is it's something that's... It's, like, part of the cultural lexicon about zombies. Mm-hmm. This is, like, the only movie where they do it, like, the return yeah. of the... Like, it's, like, they're, they don't do it in other movies, even, yeah. even though it's, like, something they associate with them. It's, yeah, it was so impactful that no one else even was like, okay, well, yeah, zombies eat brains now. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And we're not... It's in, almost in the same way where nobody ever calls them zombies right, in right. zombie movies. It's like, no one calls them zombies because we all know they're zombies. Right. We're not going to say they eat brains because, of course, we know they want brains. That's why they want to yeah. kill us. And it's because of this movie. Yeah. And there's something hilarious about a zombie going brains, <laughs> like specifically, like I want brains. Well, and we find out too that these zombies are smart because that's actually the other part right. I think is great is she <laughs> hides herself in like a metal like wardrobe yeah. or like a closet or something, and she bars the door, and he hooks a chain fall up to it and starts cranking on it to mm. open it. Yeah, yeah they uh, <laughs> yeah they problem solve, they fool the living, you know. Yeah, that's great. and they do articulate at one point that like the brains eating brains eases our pain yes okay i won't get too far (laughs) so outside in the cemetery outside in the cemetery so the paramedics well yeah the the the, they're freaking out because there's acid rain um lene quigley tries to cover up but kind of not Not really really. she's not she's she's naked she's gonna stay naked (laughs) and uh so the paramedics find the uh Frank and Freddy, and they start examining them. They're like, uh, can I borrow your stethoscope? Uh, I don't think mine's working, right? Uh, and then, like, the temperature is, like, room temperature, and they're like, hey, well, it's weird. You guys are talking and stuff, but you guys are, uh, dead. Uh, what do you mean we're dead? Classic, like, Freddy, every line yeah. he says from this moment on is him, like, squealing. Like, what do you mean we're I liked it that the paramedics were like, can I talk to him? Like, yeah. Step away. They have they a have little like cow on. They're like, yeah. hey, we think you guys might be if dead. two paramedics are ever examining me and they have to like go have a powwow, as you said, yeah, right. I'm really start to panic. Right. <laughs> Nothing good can come from that powwow. Yeah. But then we go back to the, the warehouse. The punks find Tarman and they fuck the, um, yeah, they nail him in, you know, because they get Tina out of the closet. Well, 
But yeah. before they get Tina out of the closet, oh, yeah. he takes uh, suicide. He bites yeah. his bites his head open. Bites yeah. his head open, and then he eats his brains. And then he looks at the camera and says, "More brains." <laughs> it's like that's what a baby would say. I love it. But it's also it sets up some of the stuff about this movie that's also kind of like you know definitely ridiculous because you can't bite through a human's head. Yeah. <laughs> It's he also, bites in his head like it's an apple. The, you know, brains and skin and all. Cause but like, he, he said, he's like, I do a lot for this group, and it turns out that he did. Yeah. <laughs> Saved their lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Handed so, over his brains. His so, yeah, they nailed Tarman into the basement. Also, the, there's a step that breaks. They established early, like, watch that third step. And, yeah, you know, that comes back When a around. step is going right. to break in Act 1, <laughs> it breaks back. But it has to, uh, someone's got to fall through it in oh. Act 3, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good so, good reference, Dan. Yeah, good reference. <laughs> then, not a tortured metaphor at all. <laughs> no, and then in the uh, the cemetery, uh, skeleton pops out of the ground with eyes, and then we hear party time. Party time! Again. It's hilarious. Yeah, Lene Quigley gets eaten alive by a, a big crowd of old men. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, because yeah, this is after they've saved. Tina? They've gone Tina. They've gone back to the cemetery. Yeah, and for whatever reason, I don't know why they didn't go into one of the other buildings that yeah. we've already you know talked yeah. about that are right in that area. Let's just go back into the cemetery. Everything will be fine there. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Ernie confronts him at the door with his Luger. He's like, "Are you on PCP?" <laughs> just great, you know, kind of of the time and everything. And then, I and I thought it was interesting too that like we've now established that Frank and Freddie are completely dead but they're also totally lucid which is like a really new idea like Mm -hmm. where like in other zombie movies you know they might die from bites or something but they like they're human until they come back as zombies you know there's so many different kinds of zombies in this movie yeah there's like four distinct kinds of zombies there's Tarman yeah there's Frankie and Freddy there's the corpse who was hanging in the freezer yeah and then there's like everybody else well and Lene Quigley who like comes back as like a blue monster yeah she's like a killer smurf yeah (laughs) so yeah there's a so the it's one of my favorite deaths in the movie uh Cheating ahead a little to the segments, but the paramedics go out to their truck and the zombies just fucking gang tag. Yeah. It's, it's like when someone misses a block in like a football game, like four <laughs> dudes just just pile on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So they barricade themselves in the. Uh... Oh, yeah, and there's also there's the one armed zombie who has stub. He, he, like, he has one long, normal human sized arm. And his other arm and his two legs are just like little, like six inch stumps. Oh yeah, that's the most horrifying thing in the movie, I think. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, he's when starts, he starts like shuffling after Don Calpa, and it's just like, ah, block that, kill that thing with fire. Yeah, so they barricade themselves inside yeah. the funeral home. Yeah, well, and, but but when the paramedics die, the one zombie he right. picks up the mic. <laughs> Send more paramedics. The zombies are outsmarting humans, like Elise said. It's like, what is that? What universe is this? And you have to imagine the paramedics tasted pretty good. Oh, you know they're What's healthy. really they kind of funny too they got, more paramedics. Like, they've got their heads like kind of split open, and then they're just eating it like you would if like a like a bag of like candy. Which or yeah. real brains. Those are yeah. real calf brains. Oh really? <laughs> yeah they they used real calf brains. For that, and so the extras you see who are eating brains are legitimately eating calf brains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a hundred percent gross. Yeah. yeah, is it healthy to eat raw calf brains? I don't know. 
I mean, you can eat you can eat raw beef technically. A doctor, well, a professor. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> professor uh, werewolf. Yeah, uh, not outside of my academic jurisdiction. Right. But I'm going to say sure. probably, probably okay. Probably, I would guess yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I'm the kind of guy like at least like oh don't eat that pizza it was on the counter overnight I'm like yeah right <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was in college, and I once ate pizza that had been under my bed for an indeterminate amount of time. I think this pizza's just fine. Yeah, you're, you're still here. I'm still alive. Yeah. You know, I got some weird parts to me, but besides that, everything's good. Yeah, the, uh, the other... You have a bad taste of diarrhea. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the argument I always make, is at least that's bad, you shouldn't eat it. I'm like, who gets sick more, me or you? And she has to admit, mm-hmm. it's her. Yeah, exactly. Sick. Yeah. So yeah, the Mohawk dude pulls a knife on him, and I, he's the one guy I don't think he's very well cast. I gotta say, he doesn't do really anything, and like, his lines are delivered kind of weird. He's yeah. like, "You guys, we think you should." You he's like, he's clearly the least developed character in the movie, right? Like by a mile, uh-huh. which sucks because he's one of the cooler looking ones because he's got that big yeah. jacket and he's got yeah, the he's, Mohawk, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, he's got like a like a, yeah, he's got like a. Trench coat covered in like buttons of different. It's like stuff. it's like when you play Dungeons and Dragons with somebody and they spend a whole bunch of time designing their character, but then when you actually get into it and ask them what they do, they're always just like, I don't, I don't know, I just like, uh, I'm, I'm like a fighter, I I'm like fight f- people, I, I don't know, I'll roll some dice, I guess. And it's just like, can't you, you, nothing, nothing for this character you spent like weeks on trying to design, and you're just gonna roll some dice, you suck. So that Mohawk guy sucks. I'm sorry, Mohawk guy, if you're listening. First of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, you You suck. suck. Yeah. Freddy also at this point starts cramping with rigor mortis. You see the blood pulling in his bag again, sort of that body horror. I'm like, ugh. That was gross. And again, Freddy, when Don Calfo's character, Bernie, Mm. or Bernie? Uh, Ernie. Ernie. When he says, uh, I think rigor mortis is... Rigor mortis! Yeah. It's just like everything Freddy says for the rest of this yeah. movie is just terrified he's screaming. He's also in uh, Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. Oh, yeah. That he's, classic. He's... Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. So more paramedics show up and they get tackled. They're immediately <laughs> tackled. Immediately. Like they get out of the car they're like, oh, hey, what's going on here? It's like <laughs> bum rush. It's zombies. just bum rush. Them. It's such a... Funny bit, yeah, because it's horrifying, but again, hysterical. Yeah. Because you can tell when they pull up that big wide shot, you know, and they walk out, and the because camera. We've already seen this happen, right? Once. Yeah. When the camera doesn't zoom in on them, like it doesn't go to like a conversational sort right. of thing with them, you're like, they're gonna die, they're gonna die, and zombies come out from every direction. There's right, like fifty of them. Part of what I think separates this movie from like a lot of other ones, they would do it something where it was like closer and like some sort of scare. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's so much cooler to see a giant swarm yeah. of zombies just. There's very, that's a good point. There's very yeah. few jump scares in this movie. Right, like yeah. Tarman is a jump scare for sure, and I think he's probably a two. Yeah, um, but besides that, yeah. you yeah. see everything coming, and it's still freaky and weird and yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, the um, and so and then the um, they're boarding up windows and stuff, and the Mohawk dude, his brains get eaten. Yep, because he was useless. So let's just eat yeah. his brains, right? And so Ernie takes the corpse that did it, and he tips a hook, and he he hooks her inside. He, he wants to interrogate her. Yeah, the uh, the zombie who did it. And then this is where we get the for whatever reason the zombie lore that has stuck with zombie movies since 1985 just the idea of 
brains and zombies want to eat them. And why do zombies want to eat brains, Elise? Because it makes them feel better. Because it makes them feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Simply put. (laughs) Wait, because, yeah, the zombie explains, like, why do you want to eat brains? Dying is very painful. Dying is painful. And she's like, I can feel myself rotting. Yeah. And uh, she's like, but brains make the pain go away. Which is like this weird, again, it's like this... This movie has way more levels than it should. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's an actual moment between, I think it's Don Calfo who's asking yeah. the questions, mm-hmm. Anna in Animated Corpse. But it's not funny. It's not, like, you don't, yeah. it's not an awkward thing. It could be super weird where, like, if he was yeah. talking to a puppet, yeah. you're like, this is dumb. But the, the body feels yeah. realistic. Well, it's... it's its motivation like yeah. the spinal cords leaking yeah like, well and the way this? it's moving around like the, the spinal cords like waving around and stuff is really creepy looking and like you said yeah then some fluid comes out of it I remember when we uh, saw the first episode of The Walking Dead like I have to think that zombie influenced mm-hmm. that, oh yeah you know cause like it, mm-hmm. it feels like a very direct callback to this movie that there's like a, a you know a torso zombie Mm-hmm. In that very first episode, you know, it's one of the first zombies that Rick had, like runs afoul, you know, mm-hmm. and well, like this movie's ostensibly a horror comedy, you know, so. Well, I mean, I think Dan O'Bannon just calls it a horror comedy. He just says yeah. it straight up. He's like, yeah, it's yeah. A comedy. Yeah. You know, but it's one of the nice things in this scene that's really helpful about having a mortician be one of your heroes is that he's not grossed out by dead bodies. Right. He doesn't get freaked out by dead bodies. So a talking dead body is just slightly weirder than his normal everyday job. Right. right. You know? And so he can actually have a meaningful conversation yeah, without and, being and like, also kill he, it. he's like an ex-Nazi, I guess. Right. And yeah. he's an ex-Nazi. Right. So he's seen plenty of dead bodies. Yeah. He's used to like doing experiments on bodies until sure, they yeah. die. Things like yeah. that. The only yeah. thing I don't like about that scene, they like she just talks like kind of a normal woman. I thought it would be more raspy or something. Yeah. Like, minor minor thing. <laughs> quibble. Minor quibble. And then we're reintroducing Linnae Quigley, who's running around uh, still naked. Still naked, but now a killer smurf. Yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, now she and she has a giant mouth that opens to cartoonish proportions. <laughs> Which is funny because the two shots they show of it, it looks like just a puppet on a stick. Yeah. Where they just like take a puppet on a stick and put it up against someone's head. <laughs> and it's like, and here's yeah. the Lene quickly biting your yeah. head. <laughs> With this like giant oversized mouth, like raw. You're like one of those shark things. Yeah, right. right. But, yeah. yeah, right. But you win it like a carnival. Yeah. Yeah, so they decide, too, like, that they're uh, going to quarantine Freddie and Frankie. They're like, you know, you guys are dead. You guys are starting to act weirder. Mm-hmm. So they put them in the Wee Chapel of the Dawn, which is a funny name for a chapel, <laughs> I thought. And, and some cops show up at the cemetery and... Uh, yeah, because... <laughs> Right, because they're like, yeah, these four paramedics have disappeared at the cemetery. Like, let's send some cops. So the the cops, uh, predictable results. They also get gang tackled, mm-hmm. and then a, a guy in a Confederate soldier uniform says, <laughs> "Send more cops," <laughs> because this movie takes place in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Right. So you know, I mean, mm-hmm. why Louisville? I don't know, mm-hmm. but Confederate. The, it's that, yeah. and the thing is, that I'm a hundred percent guarantee that's purposeful. Yeah. Like the the. The artistic director, whoever the other person is who's on the the commentary with Dan O'Bannon, talking about the cemetery is like, oh yeah, well all the names, my wife is from Louisville, so all the names that are on the gravestones are all family names from people who live right. in Louisville. And it's like, 
what the hell kind of level of detail is that? Yeah. But yeah. that's what makes a movie like this work. It yeah. feels like it's flush with reality. Right. Yeah. They, 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 I remember, too, they said, they I can't remember where they filmed it, but they imported it. Like, they brought a bunch of Spanish moss in to hang from the trees and stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. Just great. And uh, so Freddy uh, starts turning into, like, a real zombie now. He's oh. like, oh, God, yeah. Because his girlfriend's like, no, lock me in here with them. He starts freaking Mistake. out. And that's and that's another fourth wall moment because it's like we all know from watching zombie movies, if you make the mistake of caring about a loved one, you're as good as, you know, brain stew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. And so they get her out. And then Frank just like, well, they're like concentrating on Freddy and they throw acid in his face. Yeah. yeah and Frank right. just runs away. He's yeah. just like, beats his feet and gets out of there. Yeah. They decide to make a break for the cop car because it's still running. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, that's our chance. We can get out of here. We get to a phone. And uh, also, so the uh, black guy who's there and uh, the boss, Bert, are like, they're the ones who are going to go out and do it. And uh, I like he calls him a stupid honky. That's <laughs> <is> great. <laughs> Well, at some point, Bert calls the black guy Dick Brain. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a name. That's, yeah. not, that's not a name. You just took two nouns and put them together. <laughs> that's not a thing. So, uh, so um, yeah, they make a break for the warehouse to, you know, call the cops or something. And then... Um, well, they get in the car. Yeah. And they drive the car. They drive the car like half a block. Well, because originally they're going to go drive up to the door and get everyone else. Because, right. like, Ernie's hurt his leg by this point mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're like, okay. And, uh, but there's a big giant crowd of zombies. So they just drive. Yeah. And they crash into a wall. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be right outside where the warehouse is. And so they yeah. go in the warehouse. Yeah. And Black Guy's like, nice job, motherfucker. <laughs> Just blew our shit up. <laughs> and then they, they run into two of the people, the chick who's dressed a lot like Pad Benatar's right. in there, and the other, like, sort of new waver looking dude. His name, I think, is Trash. Mm-hmm. I thought he. I thought Trash was Lene Quigley's character. Oh, God, I don't know. They all have, like, gutter punk names. It's like names. garbage and trash. They're yeah. all fantastic yeah. names. Yeah. Whatever. The, the new wave, the yeah. new age, like, yeah. or new wave guy. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, yeah, they run into them there, and uh, the main office, there's a zombie in there, so they can't use that phone. So they have to go in the basement is uh, the, the plan they hatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a good plan. I mean, there's a zombie in there, but still. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank, around this time, uh, decides he's going to, you know, take one for the team. The callback to yeah. when he said, you know, I can probably work that. It turns yeah. out he's not actually going to kill anyone with it. Well, he is. He's going to kill himself. Yeah, he gets down. He makes the sign of the cross. He gingerly hangs up his wedding ring and he... Climbs into a giant furnace yeah. and burns himself alive. Yeah. Uh, and then at this point, too, the, the the cops show up in force, you know, like four or five squad cars. And there's a cop, one of the ones who's turned into a zombie, is waving them in. <laughs> that was great. The zombie with, like, flashlight directing traffic. Yeah. Well, the other thing, though, that they, I, think, I think happened when they got into the cop car initially. Is that when they call the cops... They, and they call to a they they basically call out and say, "Oh my God, there's zombies everywhere!" What's well, yeah, but what's really good there is uh, it's when um, 
is Bert also does what I really liked was another nice touch. He doesn't say there's zombies here. Right. There's reanimated corpses. He's like, yeah, it's some kind of rabies or something. It's yeah, like, you're right. But it's really fast, and they're in the graveyard, yeah, and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna kill you and eat you. So you gotta get us out of here. Yeah, yeah but but it's not that because it, it, it's always in the movie. It's like, yeah, there's aliens, and people are like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But he he like tries to make it sound kind of like. Not sending them like, oh, there's like a fire or something, but like, yeah, yeah there's something very similar to what we're calling about, but it's not mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, so they, uh, so when the cops show up in force, the zombies just swarm them and eat oh. all of them too. And then uh, they go down, so back to the warehouse, they go down in the basement, and Tarman says, let me eat your brains. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> And they decapitate him with a baseball bat. Which is, what? okay, sure, I guess, you know. Yeah. Different universe, so, you know. Who yeah. knows? Laws of physics might be slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Um, back, so, and, yeah, that's actually where he calls the cops. Mm, and yeah, while he's right, talking right. to them, the zombies led by Lene Quigley just overrun the police barricade. Mm. I remember when I saw the movie the first time, that part really stuck with me. Where it's like all the cops are, like, lined up to kind of keep this contained. And the zombies just go, like, charging right through them. Well, and the funny thing is, it's not even that many zombies. It's, like, 100, yeah. 150 zombies. But it's enough. It's enough bodies. To, right. Yeah. To, yeah. And, well, and especially since headshots aren't going to do anything. Right. They're just going to keep running. Yeah. yeah. In, in the universe, this movie, we haven't, like, clearly spelled out. There, you can only kill this these zombies by completely, you know, melting them or yeah. burning them. That's a really scary thought, too. Yeah. To mm. think that, like, because it's, like... When you you know you watch zombie movies and stuff, you think that's kind of manageable actually. If you just have to shoot zombies in the head, like mm-hmm. as long as like people figured that out soon enough and like responded aggressively right. enough, you could like if there was a zombie outbreak in real life, you know, right. you I could mean, contain it. That's, in it, that's why it, it seems like what's happening at the end of that the first end of Living Dead. It's right. Like, right. Well, it right. seems like they've got it kind of under control. It's yeah. Like, but then, like, the idea that every part of the zombie is alive, which actually kind of makes more sense, because if you have, like, reanimated tissue coming back to life, why would it matter if you damage their brain? Like, mm-hmm. why is that the thing that's, you know, yeah. magically moving them around, you know, like... Yeah. And that's a lot more intimidating to imagine her well, trying to deal with. Well, and they can reason and run. Yeah. Right. And they have superhuman strength. Yeah. yeah it's, it's horrible. And, yeah. and, and operate tools, yeah. This, this movie has, like, five sequels? Four sequels? Yeah, I mean... Um, Are they all in this same universe of yeah, I mean, entire body? I, I've seen two of them. Um, I guess we could... I mean, uh, yeah, the second one's like kind of a direct sequel to this. Like I said, not completely because they just bring two of the guys back. Sure, right, yeah. And they're playing different parts. They're, and uh, that one's pretty good. And then part three, it's uh, one or two of the people who did like some of the reanimator movies and stuff. I can't remember if it's Brian Yuzna or Stuart Gordon, but one of them's involved... The movie's not very good, but the girl in it's very attractive. Chewing. She's the uh, one who has like hypodermic needles for fingers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. Right, she right. like it's something like she, if she feels pain, she doesn't have the desire to eat brains, so she like does all mm-hmm. this weird stuff. And she's very attractive though, but uh, otherwise the movie's not that good. And then the fourth and fifth one, I've, I've never seen. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But is it the same? You have to destroy the whole body. They run real I fast. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the second one's the same kind of thing. Like it's a very direct sequel to this. And then the third one. Um, you you know, it was made I think more like ninety one or yeah. something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like just kind of set kind of in this <clears throat> universe. We bought the franchise, right? Yeah, okay. but, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like they're used doing experiments with the zombies in like a bunker, and one of them gets out, and I think that's how the whole thing starts mm. in that movie. Mm. But I haven't seen the other two, Rave to the Grave, and I don't remember what else. Necropolis, or yeah, yeah I think that's what it's called. some yeah. yeah. So anyway, back at the funeral home, Freddy is uh, so Ernie and Tina have gone up to the attic, and he's sitting there with a the gun up against her head because Freddy's pounding it, like trying to mm-hmm. get up there. He's like babbling the whole time. He's like, "Oh, you made me break my arm. Yeah, yeah. You break my hand mm-hmm. off. Yeah, <laughs> I broke my hand off trying to get to you. Now you made me hurt myself again. You made me break my hand completely off this Tina. But the like, the gun to the head, Don Calfa is such a fucking pro. There's so many things he does in this movie that are so subtle and perfect. Like yeah. the part where he's trying to earlier in the movie, right after he got attacked by the hand, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to uh, decide whether or not he's going to help him, and he spends this quiet moment just cutting the ripped part of his yeah. pants off, yeah. and then he cuts it off. He puts down the scissors, like. All right, let's take care of your problem. That's a real life detail, right? Yeah. And this is the same kind of thing where when they're listening, you feel like well, at first he's got the gun up, like yeah. I'm gonna blow his brains right. out if he comes up here. Then he's no, we're not getting out of here, right? And he doesn't say anything. There's nothing. You all you hear is Freddie talking, but you see it in his face. You see it in his motion movement where it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna kill this girl so that she doesn't get eaten alive. Yeah, right? and it's it's beautiful. It's fantastically yeah. Yeah. done. So, um, Bert, uh, having uh, exhausted the police, he's like, oh, they're not going to be able to help. He's like, I'm going to call the number on the side of the tin. Right. <laughs> and sure. it's the army. He gets connected with that general in the gaudy house we saw in the beginning. And then they nuke and the town. Yeah. He immediately is like, okay, got it. Okay. He's like, yeah, someone will be there to help you. We've got a contingency plan for all this. Yeah. <clears throat> He just immediately is like, yeah, the contingency plan is to bomb the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's weird. These people seem to say they, they've been waiting for this to happen. Apparently they got some sort of uh, contingency plan to deal with it. Hey, listen. You hear anything? And it's great because it's everybody dies. Yes. Yeah. There is no somebody lives and to tell the tale. Nope, everyone's dead. <laughs> and they yeah, and like right as the bomb hits, we get the flash where Freddie breaks through the, the door and then mm-hmm. goes white and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they have a news thing and they're like, Oh yeah, the president's gonna come visit. But oh yeah, the fires, but you know, the rain's probably gonna take care of that. And take care of all the fires. Mm-hmm. And then the music starts again. <laughs> The party like, music. And then you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> more zombies are coming. Yeah. All right. To eat President Reagan. Well, well, well. Eat President Reagan. So, um, yeah, this movie came out in 85. Um, mm. A lot of good movies around that time, like horror-wise. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's right around the time. Like, Evil Dead 2 is right around the same time. The thing... Well, like I was saying, like, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is shortly after this, or... The next year, but Nightmare on Elm Street had just came out the year previous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was like golden age of yeah, you know really, horror movies, like ones that I just love. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then there were mo- more movies like this where people were kind of having fun with the genre, right? Because the mm-hmm. horror was sometimes so popular, to fight, you could kind not, of but yeah. you know, like when horror is like really popular, you could do stuff where it's like kind of riffing on it more. Yeah, because you know? your audience is going to be in on the joke. Well, yeah. You can lampshade the like, conventions of the genre and be like, enough people will get this joke that it'll make sense. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think we're kind of in that right now with movies like Cabin in the Woods and You're Next. Yeah. I mean, part of it now is we've gotten a bit more deconstructionist with it. Yeah. Sometimes good when it's funny and good, like yeah. Cabin in the Woods, and sometimes just bad. But, yeah. But yeah, no, it, we, it's uh, definitely more so. But it's like a lot of times, yeah, horror movies are made for like a horror audience. You can lampshade a bit and be like, yeah. okay, well, this is playing on your, you know, sort of the tropes of the genre. Right, your and expectations stuff. and yeah. And yeah, this movie assumes everyone who saw it saw Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> you know, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they 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 rely on that at the beginning of the movie, where it's just like we're going to talk about Night of the Living Dead as if yeah. everyone's seen it, right? Well, and most people have because it's public domain. Well, so. yeah, now, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is my favorite thing about that movie because they're coming to get you, Barbara. Um, anytime. Um, in a movie when someone needs to be watching something creepy, they're watching Night of the Living Dead. They're watching Dead. that or mm-hmm. Carnival of Souls because yeah. they're both public right. domain. They're both yeah. public domain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I'm like so I, glad that it's Once I pointed it out, she domain. noticed it like all the time. Yeah, it's, it, all the time in movies people are watching I remember Night of the Living Dead I, like, They used to do stuff like on PBS in Chicago. They would show Night of the Living Dead with a green tint around St. Patty's Day just because, hey, it's free. <laughs> free yeah. It's free, everybody. Yeah. Hey, St. Patty's Day movie, not a living day. Yeah. It's got a green tint on it. So Irish. Yeah. So Irish. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if you imagine the zombies as the English, then. Oh, well, then that. <laughs> then, of course, works. it's yeah. a perfect metaphor. Well, another thing I like about this movie, too, is that it's not, you know, in the last 15, 10, 15 years or so, we've gotten very much into the beautiful people save the day sort of deal yeah right. and this movie like the heroes of this film are in their 50s yeah right. you know like Bert yeah. and Ernie um, <laughs> they're like they're in their 50s they're old men yeah. but they are clearly the people who are the most together they're uh-huh. they're keeping everyone alive yeah. they're trying to come up with plans yeah like if you guys ever seen the children the trauma film the children I, I i know what you're talking about yeah i've never seen the whole thing it's a really similar one where like the sheriff is he's like a 50 year old dude but yeah. he's clearly the hero of the movie yeah. but he's a guy in his 50s and it doesn't necessarily mean that as a hero he's worse it just makes the movie so different yeah because it makes it a lot easier to accept the fact that these guys can keep their shit together when stuff's going pear shapes that they can actually come up with plans and yeah. use their wisdom and creativity. Right. right. Like when a 25-year-old dude comes up with this crazy plan to kill the killer, it's like, what the fuck? Was that like a, right. a prank yeah. that you did in no, your frat that's house? Point. Yeah, usually somebody, a middle-aged guy, like those actors usually would be put into a role where they're like a roadblock to the like right. sensible thing to do in a horror movie. Right. right. And, yeah. And, and it's also like, it also makes sense because like Ernie presumably has seen combat like you know right. like maybe bird has too i mean there's not a lot of gunplay and stuff in this movie but it's also like you know a lot of times in a zombie movie it's like a little bit like well how do these people know how to shoot people headshot all these people yeah like, right i can't do that like, right so what if any comment do you think dan o'bannon was trying to make about the youth at the uh, time? i don't know if there's so much a comment on it i just but i will say like i think it's also an interesting choice to also have it be like punk rockers and not just like you know in like the early aughts when I started like really getting into horror movies like it was all the like party of five people people yeah. from like you know WB sitcoms or which would now be CW sitcoms mm-hmm. and yeah. dramedies or whatever and, yeah. and you know it's more punk rockers and, well and I mean I think he even speaks to it in a couple of things like Suicide's line about like this isn't a costume it's a way of life it's yeah. like when he says that he, it's not 
it's a joke because it is kind of funny. But yeah. the character's not making a joke. The character is saying, this is the person who I am. I'm I'm living this life because this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan O'Bannon is saying, yeah, these if I had to make it anything, it would be these people are real people and they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like they're they're real people with real lives. They have love. They have friends. They have things that get them excited, and they are going to get eaten alive. Yeah, they're going to get completely fucked by the world that they live in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're Gen Xers. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they're yeah. Gen Xers. Forgotten so generation. They're forgotten. No one yeah. ever talks about right. Gen Xers. Yeah. What the hell is this? It's one of those campy 70s throwbacks that appeals to Generation Xers. We need another Vietnam to thin out their ranks a little. Yeah. No, but, I just thought about it just in conjunction, too, with the fact that you pointed out, like, those guys have probably seen combat. You know, they would be mm-hmm. at the right age for that time. Yeah. And, you know... These young people don't know anything. No. You know. Yeah. No, they really don't. Yeah. I mean, neither of them, the only time, the only time either of those characters really gets freaked out is when one of the teenagers gets freaked out and they kind of freak out to put him in their place. Or when Ernie goes outside by himself and sees that little weird <laughs> stumpy midget zombie and he's just like, fuck this. <laughs> Like, then he gets pissed, like, yeah. really upset. Yeah. But otherwise, they keep their cool through the entire movie. Even when they're about to die, yeah. they still yeah. keep their shit together. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily a commentary. I think it's just good storytelling. Yeah. 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 Um, as far as the influence, I mean, of this movie or, like, sort of the influences on this movie, I think we've done a pretty good job talking about Yeah, that. I think that it uh, spoke to... Uh, zombie movies that came after it definitely yeah and it and you can't have this movie unless there's zombie movies before because it wouldn't make any sense but but the funny thing about it is that it says all these zombie movies exist like we said yeah we're gonna assume that you've seen all these movies and we're gonna fuck every trope that existed yeah the only other movie that does that really well like it doesn't fuck with the tropes but it it like um says like zombie movies are real it's like Shaun of the dead they're kind of like oh yeah and I think that movie is like in some ways a spiritual successor to this in the sense that it's a comedy where the comedy doesn't cut against the fact that there's like corpses walking around eating yeah. people at all. Like yeah. it works yeah. as kind of both types of movies. Right. But even that movie wasn't willing to commit whole hog and say, they're going to talk and they're smart and they run right. and they do all of their they were like problems. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. they weren't really. Yeah. They were kind of playing more in the conventions of the genre. Yeah. Right. Which so a little different, but like definitely. Yeah. But it's the only one where it's like zombies are real. Like, yeah. One of the only ones. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I think it's uh, time to get into the segments. <laughs> segments. <laughs> All right. Hottest titties. I mean, really tough one, this movie. Right. And mm-hmm. the corpse, right? The yeah. Spine, yeah the, the spine sticking out corpse. <laughs> the one where her tits had literally rotted off. Yes. Right. That's, yes. That's what <laughs> that's I like. One. No, we're talking about Lenny Quigley. Yes. I mean, her, her <sighs> breasts are. A cultural phenomenon. I'm not yeah. even gonna. I'm not even gonna mince words there. As far as the horror genre is concerned, like whenever I see, what was that? Is it a, one of the Scream movies or I don't know? Some it, I've seen people do the trope of like the Scream Queen who's shirtless for no reason yeah. at all. Like if you want to talk about the person who represents that best in the 80s it's Linnea Quigley yeah. she is always naked and even in this movie it's just like I just like death take your shirt off it's just like she doesn't even take her shirt off she takes all of her clothes off almost instantaneously yeah. and it's just like that's that's why we love you that's why you're <laughs> famous 
your tits had, you know, they probably were responsible for the Berlin Wall coming. I'm going <laughs> right. to give her at least Timey partial wise. credit. Yeah. 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 Dan, uh, you want to weigh in on... Uh, Hot-ass knockers, yeah. Yeah, Nice titties. Elisa, anything to add? You know, I'm a gal who values modesty. (laughs) So I'm going to give it to Tina. Yeah. Because I would have had the same response as her (laughs) at that cemetery. Oh, God, she's doing it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you've been at a party with some slutty chick, you do act like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm going to go with the slutty chick. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the slutty chick, yeah. Uh, Best hair. I like the black dude as the Jerry oh, Curl. That was my answer. Yeah. That's nice. I think he looked like he was like the coolest looking person in the movie to me. I thought he yeah. had sort of like they yeah. wanted him to look like an action star. Like I really do think that that's what they were yeah, going he had, for like, with his character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought his hair fit perfectly. I thought he had the yeah. coolest hair. And he's black, so he's like that natural buddy, you know, not like the lunch pail nine to five. Punch a clock, zombie fighters. Yeah. You know, he's hip hop well, style. Well, he had Jerry game. Curl, but it was yeah. long too. Yeah, no, so it, it looks awesome. super badass. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with suicide. I I think that oh, yeah. I liked that it wasn't. He's not just bald. He doesn't have a mohawk. He's got this weird shaved kind of like yeah. conglomeration of hair, oh, and it right. just totally supports that yeah. idea of this is a lifestyle. Yeah, I'm committing to this. Every element of me has been specifically chosen. I yeah. like the idea that he did that to himself on purpose. Yes. <laughs> I like to the uh, the chick who look, who's dressed a lot like Pat Benatar is around this time has the the pink or the purple it's like and a blue flock hair. Of seagulls mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like weird. Like it's the hair is kind of all aimed at the middle of her yeah. head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, like a very. It's like a. Like, More extreme flock of seagulls hairdo. Actually. It's like a Francis Ford Coppola Dracula butt thing. Dad, do you notice anything strange? Yeah, his hairdo looks so weird. Yeah, like in the back <laughs> yeah. of his hair. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of like kind of like a faux hawk, but she's just pulling all the hair on the sides of her head towards the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, best outfit. I, I like the new wave guy. I, oh I, yes. Because I think that it it. it captured the idea of what a new wave guy would look like if he had to hang around with gutter punks all the time. <laughs> you know, because he looks kind of dirty and fucked up and gross but it almost looks like he doesn't he wants to be something else. Yeah. But he's, no, you're just dirty and fucked up and gross because <laughs> all your friends are scumbags. <laughs> it's also good because his outfit is very new wave without being able to put a top. Like he's mm. got like kind of like Tie. He's wearing a suit around. Like, yeah. He's just wearing a big suit with a tie, and he's got a pair of sunglasses, and he's got the right haircut where it's not overly styled, but it's that kind of like it's shaved underneath, but it's long and kind of weird and moppy. And, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I think he, he captured a really good visual. Yeah. Um, I have to give it to the Letterman jacket with fuck you on the back. It's yes. so it's yeah. such a funny reveal when you see yeah. a Letterman jacket. That's the last thing. It, it's so perfect. Or TV version if you yeah. guys are watching. Yeah. It <laughs> for, 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 uh... That's really great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I liked Suicide with his uh, leather jacket and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Overabundance of chains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tons of chains. I liked Bert's... Uh, Leather or his members only jacket. He's got like a gold chain on too. It's like very much like <laughs> the kind of like you can tell this guy is like mad he has to come back to work because he's got a tea time. Like he's supposed to be golfing. This he's is a guy go- who owns a business but not a really good business. So he's got enough for like one shitty gold chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, definitely. And I, I like the way Linnea Quigley dressed throughout most of the movie. 
Just leg warmers and nothing else. Leg warmers and nothing else. Yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. Best death. Oh, um, I have to give it to Frank burning himself alive. That that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. And I also liked it because it, it communicates something that, like, this is after Freddy has gone insane and tried to eat Tina's sweet, sweet brain meat. And Frank is aware of what's happening to him and chooses to burn himself alive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and he just kind of like, you know, sort of methodically climbs in there, like you said, takes his wedding ring off. So it's kind of an emotion, like that kind of made me a little bit sad even, you know, yeah. seeing him do that. So, because he's sacrificing himself so he won't try to eat somebody. Well, and it's, it's it, it, it could so have easily been cliche and yeah. poorly done but it, again it's an example of when you have an actually good actor playing a part yeah. they can pull off stuff like that where it doesn't feel like tropey or modern. Right. it's like yeah. wow this guy's this is yeah. great yeah, that's I, a lot of work too to act in a scene that there's no speech during Right. Yeah, there's yeah. no dialogue in the and, scene and it's a long one person scene with zero dialogue that's done very well you yeah, know? like part of the reason I haven't been talking more about how good of an actor he is is I'm planning on dropping a bunch of his lines because he everything he says is so good at this movie. Yeah. Like, just all his, like, little mannerisms and stuff and just great. Um, my favorite death probably... I've got two written down. One, like, when the paramedics get tack, gang-tackled that's by the mine. zombies. Yeah, that's Because I remember seeing... This is, I actually, this is one of the first four movies I saw right as I was getting into them. And, like, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's just mm. insane. And then I, I really liked Tarman just biting Suicide's head open too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have to go with you with the the um, paramedics. The first paramedics who show up in like their yellow rain slippers. Yeah, <laughs> and they just they're like standing around, almost shrugging, like I don't know what are we doing here. <laughs> and forty zombies come and tackle them and eat them. It 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 is the if you had to distill this movie down to ten seconds. That's the 10 seconds yeah. I would choose. Yeah. Uh, scariest scene? I have to go back to the paramedics because there's a great jump scare when the one the one paramedic gets out oh, of yeah. the ambulance. And then um, I can't, he then it turns out when you expect him to come running back in, um, it's actually a zombie running back in. And there's it's a good, of the few jump scares in the movie, it's a really well done one. And when they turn the lights on in the ambulance and there's just like 50 zombies standing in front mm-hmm. of it, like it's pretty uh, creepy, you yeah. know? So that was my scariest scene. I also found the zombie torso interrogation to be pretty Yeah, creepy. that's actually mm-hmm. what I wrote down because yeah. it's like, it's the part of the movie that feels like, it's like, some of it, like I said, like I really creeped out like sort of the, the body horror mm-hmm. of the movie and yeah. that, it like really kind of drives that part home right mm-hmm. there. And it, it's also just, it's such a creepy scene. Like it's a, um, that's also something that's pretty unusual about this movie is the zombies talk and they're like let me eat your brains and stuff like yeah. it would be so much better if you just let me eat your brains <laughs> right. and it's like it's not like in like you know um, body snatchers or something where like they, they make a point it's like no what no like it's just kind of terrifying though that they have like they used to be people and now their priorities have changed so much and it's like we want to eat your brains it's going to give me momentary relief but I'm willing to kill you for that yeah. Like it just really. Uh, yeah. Well, my scariest moment goes along with the idea of these zombies being smart, and I think it's the the first moment we talked about it earlier when Tarman 
ties up the chain to the door and starts cranking because it's that first thought where you go okay gloves are off literally anything could happen yeah literally anything could happen now because and i I think that works because we know the like it's like oh there's zombies she's in a mental thing she'll probably be okay to her friendship and he's like nope nope i'm gonna tear this fucking door off (laughs) and i'm gonna eat your brain whereas if you just maybe don't aren't as familiar with the genre you'd be like oh what's gonna happen well the funny thing he doesn't even it's not in a genre in a movie like similar to this and another scene like this she would hide herself and she'd be there yeah (laughs) like trying to keep herself from breathing too much and he would look around for a while and then he'd grab the door and shake it and then he'd look around for something none of that shit happened yeah he just grabs a chain he's like like, oh well there's nowhere else you could hide except for in there so I'm gonna assume you're in there chain fuck you I'm gonna eat you you know and it's like it's five seconds and it's it's like I said, gloves are off. It, it really opens that movie up to any possibility. Yeah, because usually you watch a zombie movie with the understanding that you could at least outsmart the zombies. You know? Right. right. Yeah. And this one, like, no less than four zombies outsmart living people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, occasionally, like, I hate it, like, when our dogs outsmart us. <laughs> or, or outsmart me, anyway. I wouldn't speak for anyone else. But when they trick me, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> by a dog. Yeah, but at least they're not trying to outsmart you so they can eat you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That we know of. Right. right. Yeah. So, would you survive? I said no. Yeah. <laughs> No. No, this no. is this is a movie where you really can't even make an argument. I would have done this differently and yeah, I would have no nope. I mean you could say like you could be like, well there I really no identify with that piece of shit general who lives in the gaudy mansion. Yeah. I mean they're, I'm not even, that guy. Even yeah. hiding. Yeah. You, you even can't hide because think about what happened at the end of the movie. Ernie and Tina hide in an attic. Oh, very... And that, Frank... That Freddy doesn't know about. Yeah. He doesn't know the attic's there. And he's blind. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And he still found yeah. out that they were in an attic. Somehow. He was really pissed about found being Found a blind. chair. I think, he said he could, I think he said he could smell their brains. Right, he could yeah. smell their brains. Yeah. Pulls a chair over, stands on top of it, smashes his arm against it until his hand yeah. breaks off, <laughs> and then busts through. Right, and even like, if somehow you get through all that, you get nuked. Right, I mean, yeah. you're not going to survive. No, no one's going to survive this. The Reservoir Dogs compared to Friday the 13th Part 4. I would say it's better. No, it's not even close. It's better. Yeah. I'm going to have a this movie, Elise. Can you come back to me? I'm gonna give it four. We're out, out of five. five. Mm-hmm. Out of five. I think it's a solid four. Solid four. Yeah, it's no, there's no there's no waffling here. It is a yeah. solid four. This is required viewing. Yeah. I was thinking four. All right. Are you gonna give Sometimes, like a quarter well, machete only, this time? Well, I was, <laughs> the only problem I have with it, and I'm and not it's not even a problem just as a horror movie because taking it alone as a movie this is not a problem but as a horror movie I'd say there are times where they sacrifice horror for comedy in this movie a little bit like mm. this will be funnier as a gag okay well what if I told you scarier. this this is something I discovered um, the the DVD case it was like eight dollars at Walmart or something when I bought it in college it glows in the dark well. Solid four, then, in that case. I don't even know what I was just talking about. Uh, Yeah, uh, keep it spooky, everybody. Um, Yeah, check us out next time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, on iTunes. Please. Um, I'm gonna... We don't get any money for this. So. Really? Yeah. Subscribe to us. Are you sure, us. Dan? Super bored. Are you yeah. sure? Once <laughs> uh, the Benikins cash it, you know, gets us that fetch. We're going to read another uh, review. Oh, are we? Yeah, We're go ahead here. Pick one. All right. 
Oh boy. Oh yeah, this is um, from Joji Face. Fun cod, fun podcast, but definitely stop eating during the show. Nothing <laughs> bags and dogs barking. So we stop eating during the show. The yeah. dogs are still barking in the background, right. though. Yeah, we do what we can about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first. Yeah. So they're not small dogs, everybody. Yeah. They're very large dogs. So well, uh, keep it spooky, everybody. Keep it spooky. Later. Yeah.